0: I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Looking for a way to support the dinner party show? A percentage of any purchase you make through a buy link on thedinnerpartyshow.com will allow us to keep bringing you the show free of charge. If you're an
1: Amazon customer, head to thedinnerpartyshow.com and click on the Amazon Gold Box located in the lower left-hand corner of every page of our site. Do this, and a percentage of each purchase you make at Amazon during that shopping session will support our continued operation.
0: I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for another episode of The Dinner Party Show. You are listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and
2: Eric Shaw Quinn. I'm Jenny Johnson, and I'm a bell enthusiast.
1: I went to a marvelous party.
0: Most people don't even know the facts. The they go with their gut don't, don't have enough depth to care about your season.
1: <laughs> Christopher? This is only going to work if we speak one at a time.
0: Fine, you first, Eric. Live! Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice.
1: And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to
0: a special episode of The Dinner Party Show for August 9th, 2015. This installment of The Dinner Party Show's Summer Sampler Series is all about our favorite topic the dinner party show.
1: We've put together some of our most cherished and revealing moments from the past three joyous years of bringing you hundreds of hours of original programming.
0: The reason we called the show the dinner party show was because we wanted each weekly episode to be just like a great dinner party. A little news, a little gossip, a great guest of honor, some good stories, and some big laughs. And more than 120 dinner parties later, we're still laughing. And
1: often at our own expense.
0: We made the decision early on that we wanted to keep the show topical, so news events have always been a part of our coverage.
1: But it took us a little bit to get the hang of it. <laughs> our first guest, Ann Rice, helped us with the editorial process.
0: Uh, the woman claims Waffle House CEO required her to perform sex acts Lawyer says the CEO's story differs. A former female employee has filed a police complaint alleging the CEO of Waffle House demanded she perform sexual acts on him in exchange for keeping her job. Stay At seated. No, Waffle House. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. Right? Right. <laughs> Wait, she worked for the CEO. She wasn't oh, behind the oh, counter at okay. Waffle House.
4: Oh, I thought it was happening at Waffle House. I thought he was the CEO of a local Waffle House.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they don't have CEOs of local okay, Waffle Houses.
4: Okay. And it's Waffle another, House. i Another corporate scandal. Okay. Excuse
0: <laughs> me. The woman told Atlanta police the alleged harassment by Joseph Rogers Jr. lasted for nearly 10 years. <laughs>
1: Yeah, can it really still be harassment after 10 years?
0: From 2003 through June of this year. Were the doors locked? Could she not get out of the building? She claimed she had to keep the job because um, she was a mother and her husband had left her.
4: Well, maybe that that could happen. I yeah. know,
1: and it said that she needed the benefits, but you got th- it. It's like I'm wanting to go to work for Waffle House. I mean, the benefits there must be incredible. If you would be willing to yeah. be sexually harassed for ten years, I'm not. Just for just may I please just pause to say. It is not okay that that man sexually harassed no, her no, at all not. ever. And, and I'm not saying know. that, yes. and I'm not in any way imputing her. Although I thought it was interesting that his lawyer said that his story differed widely from her yeah. wildly well, from hers, or yeah. widely, or something like that. Yeah,
4: but but I've, I think one but of the things that was, said
1: like, it is sort of like God stay for ten
0: years. Yeah. Ah, yeah. that's brutal. <laughs> And a tide of regret sweeps over the studio for having raised this story, which seemed a lot funnier when we were reading it online, but now raises all sorts of unfortunate.
4: We can't laugh at a poor woman who feels that she was victimized, can we?
0: Well, what I loved is that the,
1: the way she did it, she did what she had to do. She got her kid to the point. Her son got a full ride scholarship to college, and that's when she went after the well, bastard.
0: Okay. So go all get right. him, girl. Yeah. That was from our very first episode, which, along with every episode of The Dinner Party Show we've done since, is available for download free at the dinnerpartyshow.com show archive and from iTunes.
1: We tried to give the latest headlines our personal flourish with our special guest, Greg Hurwitz, on episode two.
0: I always love it when I find women speaking of men like gay men speak of other men. And so I was scrolling through the comment section on your Channing Tatum piece, and I got to two comments from Megan And Julie. And Eric and I would like to do a dramatic reading of these comments right now for for our audience. I'll be Megan and you be Julie. And I'll be dramatic. Okay. OMG. That ass. I just melted. I love it. Guy's asses are forgotten about a lot when trying to get sexy pictures, so I'm glad they got it right. I'm not the only one who likes Guy Booty, am I? Okay, okay, stop talking about his ass. Megan, you are not the
1: only one. I am having trouble peeling my eyes away from Channing's bootyliciousness. He is working with an E, working those gray slacks. I just want to take a bite.
0: The women's movement comes to fruition in the comment section of Pink is the New (laughs) York. Or an
1: end, possibly. (laughs) Greg Um,
0: Hurwitz for the straight perspective. Well, my favorite part of this is... Her Alabama-bred heartthrob of a husband is also a sculptor who quotes Edgar Allan Poe. And for me, I realize that I have a desperate, secret need to be quoted for who I'm quoting because I think it's a very, it's a very quick way to for my stock to rise. If I, you know, Greg Hurwitz, who often quotes Kierkegaard. Right. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can I stop this for a second? Who quotes Edgar Allan Poe? What is romantic about quoting? Nevermore. Like, here comes the pendulum. And by the way, watch out for the pit. Well, Annabelle (laughs) Lee is actually a pretty romantic
1: poem. (laughs) And then we called in our good friend, Edgar Award-winning mystery novelist and forensic science activist, Jan Burke, to curate a special type of news story.
5: Right. Woman dies after pet llama slips on wet grass and strikes her. Wet
1: grass can be so dangerous. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yes. Particularly if you have four cloven hooves.
5: Right. Well, llamas and wet grass clearly do not mix. Bad Um, combo. I saw that PSA in school. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yes, Do not
0: put your llama on wet grass. It's a
1: really, it's right. a, yeah, it can only right. lead to heartache.
5: Right, well, a, as as this intrepid reporter says, it's a death you wouldn't wish on anyone. Why? <laughs> like, you would be sitting around saying, you know, may you, may your llama slip on right? wet grass. That is an ancient, ancient Aramaic curse. <laughs> yes. May your llama yes. slip yes. on yes. wet grass. Yes, and, yes. I, and I especially appreciate it about this story, which is basically that this woman comes out to see her llama. The llama gets very excited about seeing her and the llama and it's excitement. It's it's a little klutzy. Slips. <laughs> slips, <laughs> slips. Crashes into... Mom of llama or whatever you know, <laughs> uh, and it, it's
6: lama be- llama llama <laughs> bing bang
5: oh. or something. But it 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 hits its 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 beloved owner and mm. and she hits her head on a concrete and apparently also has a heart attack. So I mean I really think if her number wasn't up, yeah. you know I, I don't know whose is. It. I mean you know when God has to go to the extreme of having your llama slipped to, <laughs> to you know knock you out of the universe get I mean, your heart attack it. cranked but, up. But this was my favorite. <laughs> jump the shark oh, yes. right. the best right,
1: part. Right. or jump my the fav- llama yeah, my, jump-
5: oh. <laughs> my, my favorite line in the whole story is yeah. authorities don't believe baby doll this is the name of the llama baby doll
1: my favorite part
5: <laughs> authorities don't believe baby doll acted maliciously. <laughs> so it was I do. just I death do. by I think llama really and
1: misadventure. You know,
5: they, they questioned oh. Baby Doll extensively right? apparently. And, and uh, you know, Baby Doll under the lights getting the third degree.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. I yeah. mean, when it's your time, it is your time. It, it is. It, it is. is your time.
5: Um, this uh, West Palm Beach, of course, Florida. This has got to be sort of a vortex for this kind of thing. But was
1: the was the llama in Florida too? No, but the no, wet grass no. had been imported
5: from Florida. <laughs> no, a West Palm Beach man who collapsed after a cockroach e- roach eating contest <gasps> last month.
0: Oh God, my mother just
5: turned I off <laughs> I would have collapsed
0: before.
5: Choked, choked to death. On bug parts and his own vomit, the Broward <laughs> County Medical <laughs> Examiner ruled Monday. You know, as oh, I mean, had it coming. You know, yeah, yeah, flirting with disaster at
1: the very least. Yes, Jesus, now, and God. The, and this
5: poor guy. I mean, this How is drunk this is worthy. They were not allowed to have alcohol. In fact, the radio station well, That's,
0: that's wait, probably wait, why. Wait, he wait, got wait, so yeah. sick. There yeah. were rules about the
1: cockroach eating contest. There were
5: rules, and they and they actually eliminated two contestants. Were not allowed to participate. Lucky guys. Yeah. Because they brought beer with them. I well, mean, or maybe I,
0: the I alcohol be- would have There's relaxed their throats and the bugs would have gone down better.
5: better. Well, you who's know? to say? You uh, <laughs> say, say that easily. now. Where were you? I, mean, I know. And, yeah. and, and, and so some of the best aspects of this one are that he wasn't doing this on his own behalf. He was trying to win a a, a albino boa constrictor <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, a python, a python, oh, oh, a python. No a python good for
1: a deed goes
5: unpunished. Right, right. See world. what happens? You try and oh. help out a pal. Um, <laughs> but but you know, the guy who provided the the bugs, this is this is another great quote. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to stop you. The guy who provided the right, bugs, right. The,
0: the cockroach wranglers, right, we would call right, them in right, Hollywood. Right? right. Oh, they're, they're
5: bred for exotic pet feed, and they're completely safe. He said. <laughs> I have
0: to go to the line too. The, um, the associate professor of bug studies at Montana State University oh, said that swallowing oh, a cockroach bugs. is like swallowing a fish hook. Right. And on that note. Oh. You can hear the rest of Jan Burke's appearance with Marsha Clark by downloading episode five at the dinnerpartyshow.com show archive or from iTunes. By episode thirty
1: seven, we hit on the problem with our news gathering process, thanks to the help of writer and producer Jack Morrissey, who has become a dinner party show regular. Chris only reads the first text message that you send him. Let me tell you what does. Let me Chris does. Sees Chris gets up at 3.30 in the afternoon head- on not, a Sunday. I
0: will not have these issues Chris confused. sees
1: headlines, this like is link-based headlines that he brought up earlier, right. and he reads them and then— that's it? He doesn't I, read any I, I of the I make rest the, of the announcement
0: article? at dinner. I'm like, there's plague in the California woods. And you like, oh, really? Where was well, it? And I go, right. I, uh, fuck it. There's I didn't squirrels. read the rest of the fucking article. Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. read headlines on the Huffington Post. I just at with the, the photograph squirrels squirrels on the front too. page of that section. The plague story is bullshit. Plague has not killed anybody in America, in, in the Western world, in well, many, many years. But it and, doesn't
1: mean we shouldn't, like, I don't know
0: Spray the Stay squirrels Stay out of the forest For fuck's sake I, I would absolutely I don't a do a radio show For squirrels all Everyone right? is mean, screaming we, we address enough communities We don't need to include The squirrel Fuck community Fuck the squirrels as well. man So we tried to make The stories more personal
1: Dateline last Friday was the, was the story of my neighbor's Dateline. murder. My neighbor <laughs> really,
0: was tro- was convicted of no, murdering Dateline. his wife
1: and best friend. Like, and Dateline did the big feature on Friday. Mom called wow. me to tell me that yeah, childhood friend of my uh, contemporary, of my little brothers, um, wow, was, yeah, convicted was, was convicted of murdering. Of, and so they did, you know, the Dateline depiction wow. of and Columbia South Carolina and went through the
0: whole it was Tranquil Rivers in Ascotta States and and, oh she, and she was a tra- the victim was a talented singer by Columbia standards. God rest her soul. I should not be speaking evil so of a murdered woman. Right there. Are people
1: in Columbia listening to this show. My mother may not can hear it, but other people can. I
0: think she turned off at the premature ejaculate. But anyway, listen. us can take all the care and concern it's in really Christopher fun. Rice's heart and still f- and fit it into a thimble and have room for
1: six caraway seeds. You know, and your thumb. <laughs>
4: you
0: know, I'll tell you, it was interesting because Eric was talking about this case for the past two years, I think, and it was like, it sounds It sounds weird, and the husband's story doesn't add up, and he came home and apparently interrupted a robbery, but he shot him with his own gun. And then, oh, by the way, they're going to be on Dateline, (laughs) and it was like, well, that sounds like poetic justice, because the story was just weird enough. Murder in Ascot Estates. It was was so
1: strange, because I kept seeing the little kid. You know, he's a grown man now, but I kept looking at his face and seeing this kid who I knew five, six years old, and that's really the last memory I have of him. It was so Brutal and what an awful, yeah, it was, I I don't know, I ended up watching, to hear mother tell the story over the telephone these past few years, I, it seemed like open and shut, but... When I watched the Dateline special, I thought it was much more like questionable nuance. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I a have tough to say, conviction. though, I haven't said. But this then again, I didn't see the court. We've talked about.
0: I had a friend who worked in, in in TV broadcast journalism. He said they went to cover a case, and I can't remember what show it was for. But he did a lot of work with like the Learning Channel and those sort of crime-driven cable channels. And the <laughs> Frontline, you know, Frontline, the respectable the PBS documentary PBS series had, had gone in it's and been done a special. For like 40 years. Right, they had covered this same case that they were going into cover previously, and they said, we don't know who the frontline people talked to or what agenda they had, but it was a completely different lay of the land for us with the witnesses and the people involved than it was for them. I mean, there was some, that it had to have been biased on Frontline's part because wow. the story was completely different. And so there's so much that gets edited out and there's so yeah. many decisions that get made about the case yep. and because there's more material than you can include. Like, there was nobody from his family, really, that they even talked to, right? They
1: really did not talk to anybody. Oh, the no, family didn't the, cooperate. The only other the man aunt. who
0: was killed. There was a man who was killed... Uh, in the murder, and they no, they didn't speak to anybody from his family.
1: Nobody, nobody. Yeah, the only member, family member of anybody was uh, was Brett's aunt spoke. Right, but that was really it. I saw his mom in court. I don't think his father was allowed in court. He kept speaking to the jury Ooh, apparently, and okay. he was banned from the courtroom. Which they we didn't, didn't see. Which they didn't say. And that w- they w- they also interviewed witnesses who were not included in the trial. The guy right. who said the the thing that the about yeah, the gun no, that completely the gun. Con- contradicted <laughs> the testimony it was not. In court, so I don't know. Maybe it was bad on brush. Your grinder I- keeps going off. Listen to episode thirty-seven for more Jack Morrissey.
0: Finally, we realized that, like any dinner party, the best stories were the most personal. And leave it to dinner party show regular Alec Mappa to show us the way. We are joined in the studio by I'm Alec Mappa. Hi, everybody. Hey. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's that's great. So- Welcome back, Alec. Oh, thanks.
7: Why do you look different? <laughs>
1: Really, honest what to God, happened? Like what happened? We, I have really thought it now, and now the show will be all about me. Yeah, Why bother yeah. to now have a guest will on the show? So much to our listeners because you, you they thought will, you could, you
7: thought you yeah. could get it past me. When and you were wrong. When Christopher said
1: Alec Mappa was going to be our first guest after this, <laughs> as you may have, may not have noticed. Uh-huh. We haven't had a live guest in the studio for a little while now, and that was because my dear friend Peter Shear, who is one of a world-renowned mm-hmm. facial yes. surgeon, yes. Yes. for my birthday, world-renowned. Worth, mm-hmm. yeah, he really does. Oh, like the man, the premier he... of Japan flew him in to fix his son's face. Ba- like he is...
0: because what he does is he does in it, what we're about to get to, uh-huh. but he also goes around the world with his nonprofit correcting facial deformities in, in, in impoverished communities. Oh, so he's yeah. an amazing man. Yeah, he's oh, a wow. really great guy Absolutely. and a good
1: friend. Okay, and this year for my birthday, which was in March, yes. He gave me a facelift. Wow! And I, <laughs> it was it was either that or dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, explain in detail uh, what what did he do? Well, I had this second chin. Right.
0: Well, let's not explain in too much detail. i second oh, no, no, I want to hear it. I was okay.
1: sick of he- that. I was sick of, and so that was in... you were sick of tripping on your own neck. I, absolutely. I, right. Right. Like yeah, picking up your neck out of the soup. That was really. I was really <laughs> tired of playing. The turkey and the the Thanksgiving pageant, right? was really sick of that? So, um, so stop I, wishing me happy Thanksgiving. Right? It's it's June. Right? Stop All checking right. me under the. Just stop right. playing with that. Stop it. Stop, stop it. it. Give me back, back my neck. neck. Right, right. So yeah, <laughs> or, or I, I don't think it's too hot for a turtleneck. <laughs> it's only July. So he he cut it off. He, you a, you he, a lot. Li- he lipoed it and then he lipoed out the, the second chin and then did a, a sort of a, a tuck. Like, like there are scars behind my ears. There are whiskers behind my ears now. I have to shave That's behind it. my ears. Actually, it's That's his, it's his new song. There are whiskers, whiskers behind, behind my ears. And <laughs> i growing
0: strong and thick. <laughs> and his I would like to
1: tell you, you for everybody out there who's listening, in this month's edition of Vanity Fair, uh-huh. um, there are whiskers behind Behind Brad Pitt's ears too. No, I'm just Brad Pitt had a facelift. More? You don't say.
6: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Brad Pitt dyes his hair. You can always count on Alec to give it to you right on the chin, literally. You can hear more of Alec at the thedinnerpartyshow.com and from iTunes in episodes 428. 33, 90, and 101. (laughs) Told ya, Alec is a regular. But the best stories were always the ones our guests told. And with guests like international best-selling author Patricia Cornwell, the stories were
0: pretty amazing. What can you share about your upcoming update on Jack the Ripper?
1: And I think it's worth noting that there has been, that you have done a great deal of research, for those of you, I don't know, who've been on Mars or something and didn't (laughs) know about it, and already published a book establishing this this particular Sickert, this artist as?
8: Yes, which has been highly controversial, and I've been enormously picked on about it, and a lot of people don't want to believe it, but I, after doing another 10 years of research, because the first version came out in 2002, and my revision, which I'm just finishing, will probably be out in early 2015, um, I am more certain than ever that this artist, Walter Sickert, was Jack the Ripper. But I can't, you know, I'll give you two things that are more galvanized since the first version uh-huh. one is that um one of the biggest uh refutations of my investigative theory about who jack the ripper was has been that walter sickert was in france when the ripper crimes occurred which was the summer the when they began because i know there were many more than five or six that this that's a silliness in the theory too but when they began in the fall the summer fall of 1888 the the what, what's even on if you look at um, the, the Tate Britain mm-hmm. you know their website mm-hmm. where they have a lot of secret works in their museum if you read his bio it's it even sort of pretty much implies that that I have been over you know my theory has been
9: mm-hmm. basically
8: debunked it's mm-hmm. just, and the, and the alibi is. This whole bit about being in France. Yes, Sickert was in France some. But what their people have refused to look at is that there are music hall sketches where he would go sit in the music halls, which can't, you know, let out about 1 o'clock in the morning. They were like vaudeville variety shows, very bawdy, mm-hmm. um, decking in a lot of alcohol, prostitutes there, very uh-huh. sexualized, children on stage, you name it, they did it. Yeah. He would sit there and he would do sketches. This was one of his favorite things to do. His own music hall sketches, a number of them – are dated, you know, like August, September, October, 1888, that place him in London. So he clearly was not in France the entire time when the Ripper crime started in August and continued all the and way through the end of the year. And it's a boat ride. Oh, it's an e- it was an easy steamer ride <laughs> um, across so, the like, English Channel. That's like
1: saying, oh, well, I was in Orange County. I couldn't possibly have done something in Los right, Angeles. Right,
0: Absolutely. Charity Raven would like to know what you think about the royal family connection, if there is one. Did they play any part in covering up, or at the very least, sweeping details under the carpet of the Ripper crimes? Well, and she would also like to thank you for being amazing. Oh, well, that's very kind.
8: Um, well, this is another thing that I'm going to flesh out in the revision of my book. This is the second little tease that I'll give. Is In doing further investigation, what has turned out is that the reason, the royal conspiracy, is valid is not because it's true it's because it was confabulated by sickert himself i have found evidence that sickert began wow. telling this story to people as, as late as the 1920s where he that, that he somehow was on the inside and knew that the duke of clarence had had a baby with uh, one, one of the prostitutes and the and you know sir william gull the, the queen victoria's surgeon um sort of got sickered to help and they were going to have to, to kill these prostitutes because they were trying to blackmail the royal family. That's basically the crux of this royal conspiracy. And supposedly Sir William Gull, who, by the way, by this point had suffered a stroke and was in his 70s, and I promise you did not have the wherewithal to go roaring around Whitechapel <laughs> in a <the> carriage <laughs> slaughtering women. And secondly, if you look at the types of crimes, these are violent sexual crimes. They are not hits. right? Um, but, the, for example... This is in my in my new version which won't be out for quite a while. Sir William Gull, as it turns out, was one of the Sickert's family's physicians. Mm. So Sickert knew him or Mm -hmm. knew of him. And so he was pulling you know, this is a confabulation that started with him and, and ended up in the Stephen Knight book in the 1970s called The Final Solution, Jack the Ripper, uh, mm-hmm. which taught, which introduced the royal conspiracy. But this is like his greatest ha-ha of all time, that he got this to have people today still believing that's what really happened.
0: And do, do you feel like you got different treatment than that book did and for reasons that are maybe spurious?
8: Um, well, that – that book didn't offend the art world. Mm-hmm. You know, my book, I have deeply offended the apologists and also Sickert's non-biological offspring. Right. You know, he the the kids from or nephews from his third wife or whoever else is out there. But it's – I don't know why England it's, – it's almost as if I attacked all of the U.K. with this. And I don't know why it, people have such a difficult time having an open mind reading you know, reading the evidence, looking at the way this guy lived and how there's so much about his life that's completely fitting with him committing these types of crimes, his disappearances, his renting hovels, his his obsession with people in the East End where these crimes occurred, the fact that he did a painting that he himself titled Jack the Ripper's Bedroom, which showed the bedroom he was, Sickert was living in at the time that he painted it. I mean, he was constantly talking about this, but it's layer after layer after layer, and then you ask you get to the, the big point of what could have been the real trigger that pulled it in the sky. Um, mm-hmm. And that would have been the medical violence perpetrated upon him as a what? child.
0: To hear more of Patricia's amazing interview, download episode 52 at the dinnerpartyshow.com show archives or from iTunes.
1: Author and Twitter sensation Caprice Crane livened up the show with
0: a heartwarming story she told on episode 51. Okay, we talked about all that stuff, but let's talk about the really important stuff. What happened with you and this goat on Instagram? Oh my <laughs> God, we're back to the goat. I just need. I'm to go. sorry, Caprice. Although I will say,
1: when Caprice came in, I said, "I promise we don't have any goats," and she threatened to storm out. So we sent <laughs> Billy out to get her a goat.
9: The goat has become a thing. You know, it's I'm a I'm a kind of obsessed with animals, and in, in in not the way of wanting them to pee on me. <laughs>
1: Um, I was like, uh-oh, this is really going to take a dark turn fast.
9: I'm just a real animal lover, and I, I work a lot with animal rescues, like that. not like that. I love that. them, but right. not in that way. Yeah. Um. So occasionally friends will take me to or arrange for me to go to a, a sanctuary, a rescue, a big, like the Gentle Barn or the Farm Sanctuary, and it's, it's an, they're in acting, California. It's it's a drive, but for me it's like going to Disneyland, right. and I just get so excited. I'm so happy to be with all these animals and there, I was meeting some goats and sheep, as it were, um, and a turkey. I had, I had a, at the moment, I, I literally had a live turkey in my lap, oh, who dear. I was petting. I was learning how to pet. You pet them under their wings, oh. and then this goat, who was a little jealous, oh. came and walked over and walked on top of me, so he was sort of crossed over my legs. And I thought, more the merrier. Here we are, hanging out. <laughs> And uh, my friend was taking a photo of me. And there was, like, there's there's a few shots leading up. There's, like, one with me in the thing and one when the goat walks over. And then I'm smiling, like, hey, it's me and a goat. And then at the exact moment when we realized, then someone said, he's peeing on you. And I looked down and he captured the moment when this goat just decided to let loose. Oh, my God. And there it was. And you, there I, it was captured for insurance. But I,
0: who posted it? You made the choice to I post it. I chose to post and it. And that I takes cojones. think that is
1: because it was
9: so funny I mean it's not you know a glorious moment and it's certainly not an attractive photo of me but it was so funny like how many times is a goat going to be peeing on you and especially (laughs) in the moment like one I'm posing and smiling like yay (laughs) I'm so happy and then the next moment I'm like Oh my God, I'm being peed on.
0: And later you found out the name of the ranch was actually Spanish for the jealous goat. <laughs> and you met the jealous goat. That's my favorite part. The goat was jealous, so I'm going to pee on you. What else yeah. do you do when you're jealous? Well, you know what? That's oh, what I do. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not like you can write a mean story or something. <laughs> exactly. You're a goat at the end of the day. And we benefited from a little historical perspective from raconteur extraordinaire, Armistead Maupin.
2: And see. I must say, the, I had no idea you had these lavish surroundings. <laughs> it's perfectly suited. <laughs> for, for something called the dinner party show. Absolutely. Well, that was what you we You have were to walk for. into a, like a sleazy motel to get to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, don't give away all our secrets, honest <laughs> We don't want people to know exactly where here. it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Heaven for Yeah, some of the neighbors are like, really? That's right across the
0: street? No. <laughs> Great. Okay. Let's just say the surrounding businesses are all businesses we don't want to use as points of orientation when we give directions. So we oh, have to okay. say, go in the western
2: direction on this boulevard. Well, it's also a very famous. I mean, I lived here. This is my old neighborhood. I lived is here. It? I lived at the Chateau Marmont for three months in in uh, in 1979. So I wandered up and down the strip, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And, and that uh, really
2: is the neighbor. That's the that's the monument we use. Yeah, that's really. That's right yeah. There. Just just to the left of my instructions said, just to the left of the pink taco. <laughs> <laughs> I said, a what? Right. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those. I thought arrivals. it was a strip club. Apparently, That's it's actually right. a taco joint. A yeah. taco the strip club's across place. the street. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's yeah. really uh, yeah. It was at the giant uh, Chateau Eyes. Marmont? Uh, I was in one of the. I don't think they called bungalows, but the smaller, yeah. mm-hmm. freestanding yeah. things there, and there was the giant uh, billboard for for the uh, Paul Schrader movie Hardcore. Oh, right. And it right. said, oh, my God, that's my daughter. That's what it said over my bungalow. <laughs> <clears throat> and I, and I, I applied it very personally because every night I wander down Fairfax to basic plumbing. Uh-huh. The sex club down on Fairfax. Uh-huh. Uh, and I wonder had, if that's still
1: there. I think no, that's, It's, it's probably a, long a Chinese gone. restaurant. It's such a great. It's like a name you'd make up for one of oh, your one of your books. I, it's it's it better little, than any of the names I've heard. It was
2: weird though because it was right next to the deserted J C Sebring Salon, so it had the <laughs> ghost of the Manson murders right next door to it. <laughs> I love zoning in Los
1: Angeles. Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> And a
2: children's theater,
1: right? <laughs> and i i would
2: I would leave basic plumbing and walk back up to uh, the strip, and go and have tapioca at Greenblatt's.
0: Oh yeah, Greenblatt's is still there. Yeah, Greenblatt's will always
2: it's be still there. wonderful. Yeah. Loved it. I don't know yeah. what the tapioca thing was about on my part, but <laughs> I.
0: Uh, it was a thing. Yeah. Well, you know, you were in good company, uh, celestially at least, because apparently F. Scott Fitzgerald had his last meal from Greenblatt's. Oh, I thought you were still talking about Basic Plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> he also went to Basic Plumbing. He may had his, last, had meal to get really away his from, last meal He got was away it? from Zelda at Basic Plumbing. No, yes, yes, <laughs> no. his last meal was apparently from there. He was, in too, he was in bad shape, so he couldn't go out. And so they brought him a meal from Greenblatt's, delicatessen. But I would buy The Hollywood Reporter every morning, uh, uh-huh. Tales of the City, my
2: my first novel had been acquired by Warner Brothers, and I thought that meant any second now would right. be a movie. Uh, wouldn't that be nice, <laughs> is right? I, I do. oh development. I, I know. I I once wrote in uh, in a novel that Hollywood was a town where you could die of encouragement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, and absolutely. I always say I'm, gonna, that, I'm telling you, I'm going to die from colorectal cancer from all the smoke that's been blown up my ass since <laughs> I moved here 24 right, years right, ago. Yeah. Absolutely. You really don't know when you come in, you're you all really, wide out. Yeah. If they have lunch with you, you think you're home free. Uh, and that means but They fuck just off. have to have yeah. lunch. The old neighborhood seems much more glamorous after Armistead's visit. To hear more of his wonderful stories, download episode 61 from iTunes or at the thedinnerpartyshow.com. And we'll be back with
0: more of The Dinner Party Show Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. The internet is full of people talking about stuff they hate. So on the TheDinnerPartyShow.com, we've decided to launch a new feature that's all about stuff we love. That's right. It's called Christopher and Eric's Favorites.
1: Each month, we'll recommend a variety of products we just can't live without so that you can enjoy them, too.
0: You can visit Christopher and Eric's favorites at TheDinnerPartyShow.com, and that's where you can also sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know when new favorites are added to the site.
1: And remember, if you use any of the buy links on TheDinnerPartyShow.com, a percentage of your purchase will help support the operation of the show.
3: The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Sacred Cows Roasted Daily. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and we're
1: back with The Dinner Party Show Show, the fourth installment in our TDPS Summer Sampler
0: series. Over the past three years, in addition to hearing hours of wonderful interviews and, we hope, some amusing sketch comedy, you've also gotten to hear us learn how to do a live radio show live on the air. It may come as a surprise to you, ha.
1: but the only experience Christopher and I have of doing a live radio program is is this one Indeed. and we've had our share of technical disasters but nothing tops the one that befell us during one of Anne Rice's early visits
4: Listen, we were going to talk about controversies like the Honey Boo Boo. Oh right! Why,
0: of all the controversies on your page, you're going to pick Honey Boo Boo. Why do you keep going back to Honey Boo Boo? Is that a safe controversy? Is this for a you?
4: controversy we're Literally, having about Honey w- Boo w- Boo? When you pu- this...
0: we had five comments saying no, please, Mavampi Peterson, otherwise known as Buffy Peterson. No, oh my God, please, no Honey Boo Boo. Scraps head on sidewalk. She says, no <laughs> Honey Boo Boo. Michael Minch.
4: Okay, um, I'll be brief. Then Lestat is a fan of Honey Boo Boo. This is
0: sacrilege, and he and loves not, Honey Boo Boo. And every time. My post Thought that cancer on my show. The
4: page goes wild.
0: They'd go wild. With people
4: saying that can't be.
0: Listen, they want her him to make her into a vampire. So that she has time to better herself <laughs> and grow as an individual, I love honey I, or Google. so we can put her in Listen, a light well in Paris have and have her turned up. into ashes. Did you watch the uh, shows recently? No, the, the holiday no. special. I haven't seen. The so holidays. did you not see the scene where they set the Thanksgiving table with the blanket that had a dog shit oh. stain on oh, and no, it and didn't, didn't take see it, that. it off? Do we really that was have really, to talk about that. Yeah, show? I, that was the moment where I thought maybe I can't go as far. Well, let me tell you something. The show wants me to go.
4: I had a really oh. good friends in Berkeley who were extremely highly educated. From, and and brilliant people, and they were short of a tablecloth one time, and they took the sheet off the bed that they'd slept on, and put it on the table, and used it as a tablecloth. And oh, after the dinner, put it Jesus back on the bed.
0: Christ. So and did people know happen? they were doing this? No,
4: of course they didn't tell anybody. Oh, my God. And Eric,
0: is, uh, Eric is Eric is <laughs> Eric. So you see, are you okay?
4: It's not just I'm
0: blacking the, out. It's
4: not just the Honey Boo Boo family. You know, there are oh, people in college towns but who can do these still things. Still
1: doesn't make it okay.
4: now I agree. <laughs>
0: It's still I agree. a terrible
4: idea. I know, but I just think that the Honey Boo Boo family is a great family and I love them. Okay, let's go on to another country. The answer
0: to the question is that you aren't deterred from Facebook by these controversies. I am controversies. not. I am not. The trolls don't get you down. Well,
4: no, it's not trolls. It's just people who honestly disagree, and I've always welcomed disagreement.
0: What happened? Are I don't we know. on the air? Something's happening to our computers. Can everyone hear us still? (laughs) Are we still on the air, guys? Are we still on the air? Okay, we're just going to keep going. We have had a computer malfunction here in the studio, which explains that loud beeping that you're hearing in the background. Um...
1: It, right. It's like, it, that's not a fire alarm. Everyone it's is not okay. not a fire
0: alarm. We're okay. I think somebody has hacked our system because you wouldn't stop talking about oh, Honey, honey Boo Boo. That's, right? that's what yeah. happened. Just I think just the somebody honey boo-boo has boo-boo hacked assault. our system. It's something um, terrible.
1: Right there. I love how everybody in the booth is pointing through the glass.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think what we need to do is get in here and disconnect this thing <laughs> right now. Whatever it is. Um, Can we unplug whatever that? Uh,
1: this is Christopher and Eric, Learn to Do a <laughs> Radio Show.
0: Learn to do a radio show, and of course the technical malfunction comes when we have our biggest guest on.
4: Oh, how kind of you.
0: Yeah, it is kind of you. Make it stop. I don't care what it takes. Um, I wonder what on earth it is. Yeah, we're going to go to a quick sketch and try to fix this problem, and we'll be back here on the Dinner Party Show as it falls to apart live, live on the air. <laughs> we're going to go to best served warm from Teresa Sparks. <laughs>
1: You can hear how beautifully we recovered and more of Anne's visit by downloading episode 22 from thedinnerpartyshow.com or from our iTunes page. But it wasn't all fun and games. Sometimes it was just games.
0: It's not a very elaborate game, but we are going to guess the celebrity's real name. Michael Caine.
1: Oh, I thought we were going to do it the other way. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. I we were going to do do it. say the, the name and then guess who the celebrity I can't get, Michael guess, was. Michael Caine's not his you real guess name? Can his real name? Archie <laughs> Leach. <laughs> Polly Pau- D. Um,
0: you're right. That's a terrible way to it. Michael Caine. His real name is Robert Crutch. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know. Well, what is Michael Caine's okay. real name? Uh, Michael Scott. It was like, you're okay, could yeah. have just guessed I for hours. Yeah. Tom <laughs> B. Uh, okay. Who is... Who is? That's the worst game.
1: (laughs) We're we're working it out. It's
0: a better game. Guess what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what I'm thinking right now. You pull my finger. (laughs) Guess what I'm thinking. Okay. (laughs) We're
1: we're working it out on air. (laughs) It's all good. We're working
0: it out. It's a live show. You're
1: with fellow radio hosts. We're all good. The drinking game has gone too far, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Not for me. Who
0: is this celebrity? Frederick... Osterlitz.
1: Frederick of Hollywood.
0: Fred Astaire. You are cheating and looking at my no, iPad. No, I'm not. Oh, you were right. Oh. You were right. You're right. You're totally Fred right. Astaire? Yeah. yeah. I think it's Frederick of Hollywood. Nice. Yeah.
1: Frederick of Hollywood. Maybe that Fred Astaire is Maybe Frederick is. of Hollywood.
0: That would be a good twist. Revealed yeah. on the dinner. Party Everybody show.
1: needs a retirement. Plan. I would have said Fred Savage. Uh, who? Oh I like. no,
0: that's a that's a giveaway. <laughs> that's a giveaway. If the last name didn't change, okay. It's like Madonna Chacon. <laughs> who is? Oh, this is good. Who is Joyce Penelope Wilhelmina Frankenberg? Oh, fuck. Bonnie Franklin. She's fucked.
7: Mm, nope. Um, Joyce Penelope Wilhelmina
0: Frankenberg. That's a terrible name. Suzanne Summers. No. Penelope Cruz. <laughs> uh, how about I give you a hint? Please. Okay. She's British.
3: Uh, oh, really? Dean really? Mirren. Dame, Dame no, Judi okay. Dench.
0: No. It's Jane Seymour. Oh. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of names, Jane. That's, that's a lot that's of a names. Lot. Good thing you changed that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, or that we would still be waiting for the credits to finish rolling from... <laughs> She Dr. was your Quinn cousin, Dr. Quinn. Woman, right? It would just keep
0: rolling yeah. by because the name would still be Eric Quinn, medicine woman. Absolutely. <laughs> That's me. Oh. Hey, if, listen, if Eric Shaw Quinn is your medicine woman, you are fucked. You are really <laughs> in serious trouble. <laughs> but he's got great hair. Oh be, my God. Be, yeah, absolutely. Put
1: something over that. Yeah, Jesus. I have a band
0: aid for that uh, cancer. Okay. <laughs> Stevland Hardaway have some green tea. That'll Morris. Stevland, Stevland Hardaway Morris. Stevland oh. is a name? Mm-hmm. Stevland. I saw uh, you
1: just cheat. I Stevie Nicks. Stevland? No, no, I didn't see I can't see that far. Um You you're overestimating my vision abilities. Is that, a, is that a, abilities. a male name or a female? I'm going to guess um z Steve uh <laughs> cuz I have no idea. No, his, his name is, is Carter. Is is any I thought isn't it? Yeah, it is because it, it's the Mrs. Mrs. Carter, Carter tour. tour. Uh, so either Steve she's married Martin. to somebody else, Steve Martin. No, no. Oh, but that was a good guess.
0: Yeah, Rick Moranis. Pretty... No, <laughs> You're no. Just but I, I like the bold choices. Uh, give I us a Martin. The, the hint is that the first name is in those syllables. The S- real the celebrity's first name. So, well, Steve McQueen. Steveland no. something. No, Stevie what? Wonder. Oh, Yes. Oh, uh,
1: his okay. real name is Steveland. And this one is so... I see like
0: Evelyn. This one is so out there, I'll have to give you a hint. Peggy Hira, okay? Peggy Hira? Peggy Hira was married to a cast member from Jaws 3D. Oh, I uh, saw Jaws 3D. Meg Ryan. Yes. Oh. Dennis look Quaid. At me. Wow. Dennis her wow. Name is- As a kid, Margaret Mary Emily and Hira just went by Peggy Hira. She eventually decided she liked Meg better and then switched to her mom's maiden name of Ryan. Hira sounds Asian. Right? It's H right? Y R A. Oh. H Y R A. So now it's Hira. And Dennis yeah. Quaid would be the like only Greek. person I would know from any Jaws movie. Yeah. You can hear more of the worst party game ever by downloading episode 36. It's available along with every other episode of The Dinner Party Show at iTunes or on our site, thedinnerpartyshow.com.
1: And Christopher is not only terrible at party games, he's also quite the April Fool.
0: John Matson would like to know, what was the best <laughs> practical joke I pulled on you over the years, and did you get revenge?
4: Well, Christopher, I, can I can't this. think of any practical Oh, I, can, joke. I, got you
0: no I got you on April Fool's so good oh, this year. What? Oh, what? Oh, are you, you
4: going to tell people what you, you did tell tell to people your mother? What I, did.
0: I got I got you okay, so I, good. I
4: will not say I a word. I sent you a long
0: email saying that I had been offered a contract by a company called men.com to do several scenes for them for $400,000. You know what kind of a and, child and, would you this? And what did you think? And I, did, and I I told you that this is a was a pornographic website. Was
4: it ever? And, and I
0: included a link to the yes. website
4: in the email. Oh, you that's you really. Say, oh, you I didn't know you did sent that. Your that's, mother yes. a link to a porn site. Yes, I did. That's what you did. And, and I your did. mother wrote
1: you a sensitive and well thought out response. Absolutely. She, trying to be supportive line. while getting you to consider because all what of your I, options. Wait, what
0: I added to the email was that if we do this, it will be under my real name because they want to market the fact that I'm your son and it will be part of their publicity <laughs> for the scene. And she was still nice about it. And she did. She wrote the most sensitive response and you said there was a time when porn was political but it may today just be about genitalia. And you may want to be really clear why you're doing this and I couldn't believe I just thought LOL you know some yeah. like short email back mm. but uh, yeah. I got you good. You have not gotten revenge yet and no, I am I haven't dreading the moment. The day is you. coming.
4: I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It'll you're be planning. unexpected. Yeah that's you're how revenge unexpected. Work.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah,
1: you were really quite the stinker on April Fool's this I got everyone good. He texted me at twelve oh one. So I didn't even have time to consider that, that it was, was, was that it was April Fool's Day. I was like half in the bag in my pajamas, yeah. and it was it was like the day after the show, right? And it was we like had just the, done the studio show is, last week. They just called and the studio is flooding and we have to go get the electronic equipment. And I was like dressed before he and, called on no, the phone.
0: I, and I get the response back, like, I'll meet you there. And I went, Oh my god, I, it was the same response. I what can't did, believe what I did got it. I did said you? a pipe exploded in the studio oh. above our, the office above ours, and we have to get over there and move everything out of the studio immediately. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the building managers called me and he said, I'll meet you there. And then I was like, Oh, shit. I was dressed. And I called him and he was like, He answered on speakerphone, which meant he was in the middle of doing something like getting dressed. Yeah. And I <laughs> said, uh, April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> and then I killed him. Yes. And then we hired an
1: actor to come in and yes. impersonate him on the show oh, yes. because Holy. I killed him. Yes. I am a robot. That one is also from episode 22.
0: Eric also brings his own unique style to the dinner party show and uh, everything else he does. Yeah, that, I have the yeah.
1: feeling that I would spend a lot of time in jail for contempt of court if I, I was a lawyer.
0: I have the same feeling. I have that feeling of for you just going in court. I get nervous when you have jury duty. Are we ever going to see Eric again? I
1: once went with my sister for a court appearance and the judge actually said to me, because I kept interjecting, even though I was just sitting in the audience. Oh, And the judge actually said to me, uh, do you have something you'd like to say? And I got up from my chair and took over the proceedings. No. <laughs> I did. Oh, I got my upset. God. Well, what we're trying to determine, <laughs> your honor, is if she's already paid the fine, if we just leave, if that's done, if that covers whatever it is that she was there, you know, traffic court, whatever <laughs> it is that she was, and he was like, yeah, that really does. And he's like, well, then we're good. We can go. If you're good, we're good. And he's like, well, oh,
0: okay then. Right. But traffic, traffic court means he had 30 other cases lined up outside. So he, whatever got you out that's quicker, true. he was in favor of. He was delighted. But yeah. it
1: really was that's one true. of those moments when after it was, it was like, you were this close. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a child, I got hit in the mouth a lot because yeah. that's where all of the smart shit was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Check out more of our legal discussion with former D.A. Marsha Clark in episode 38. Free to download at thedinnerpartyshow.com or from iTunes. Also worth a listen is our episode 28 conversation with actress Ann Walker and internet radio host Tony Sweet. Here's a taste of that high-toned evening on the Dinner Party Show.
0: Do we want to talk about what we were talking about during the break, or is that not something we want to what talk do we about want live to on ta- the What were air? we talking about that you are talking I, I about? I think we were talking about, about my Women's boobs. Women's uh. boobs. Oh. Women's <laughs> boobs. Oh, well, we are yeah. all very
1: shy, Christopher, we, and reserved. <laughs> yeah, and sorry, <laughs> I'm afraid we wouldn't be able to discuss women's boobs
0: on the air. I, 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 Anne, you'd well, be, you would we be much too shy to talk about. what we were discussing is that there <laughs> are two types of gay men, allegedly. There's the type of gay man who likes to play with a woman's boobs, and then there's the other type that's like,
5: no, noobs, <laughs> yeah. women, yeah. man. I think no. most,
4: though, I, and my my friends on the internet can, you know, be witness to this and bear this out if they will. But I think men, gay men, really enjoy just looking at the tops. They want them pushed up. They don't want to see any more of it. They mm. don't want to see any nips. Cleavage?
0: cleavage. Do they enjoy cleavage? Okay, that's, that's all they what enjoy. what they enjoy. Okay.
4: Cleavage. And so I try to give them cleavage every chance I get.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you keep them in the... Keep, yeah. So, so that, your radio shows are uh, videotaped. yes. So there's a camera just for your cleavage. Yes. I'm take. <laughs>
8: cleavage cam. The cleavage, the cam. the cleavage cam. I need to it's get one of those little. In.
1: Well, I think most gay men at the gym are actually trying to achieve
0: cleavage. Yeah. There's, there's some, so many. there's some there major, some,
8: Yeah. There's yeah. some yeah. major cleavage. Yeah. But so we have a term
0: for it. What is it? Oh, man s- Separation. Oh. Oh. That's what the gym queens call it. I posted. I once had occasion to post a shirtless photo of my online. It was like oh a Oh Just one. Somebody said. Somebody said, "Nice separation." That was the comment. Oh my God. And the reason the separation is nice is because immediately before we took the photo, I did 300 push-ups, close grip, on the floor oh, wow. of the photographer's <laughs> studio, crossed my arms over my chest, and, and stuck my fingers together, behind yeah. my biceps to make them pop out. And I remember when my trainer uh, saw the photo the next day at the gym, he, he described for me everything I had done. Because he saw the oh, photo yeah. and realized Three, all the effects wait, wait, I had. Wait, 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 wait!
1: Three hundred fifty. That's 50 pretty push-ups. good. Fifty uh, push Did you, did you uh, stop? stop? Save
0: it for Da Vinci <laughs> Stevens. All right, don't fact check my stories, Quinn.
1: <laughs> so we were talking about how Pamela Anderson bought me a lap dance at Scores in New York, and and was pointing out what a waste of time she thought that was, but what a waste what of you, good money. You do. What did tell, well, what you? Well, I didn't did know what the... exactly to do. It was, as, <laughs> it was as I was telling people here that my first boob since breastfeeding so they were there and Pam had paid for them so I stuck my face in them and did a motorboat. You Which you probably really?
0: probably not supposed to do and uh-huh. if his bearing hadn't screamed gay artist as it usually does they might have hauled him out of the club and That's thrown him into the middle Well of the I was artist. kind of surrounded I wasn't
1: yeah. just like you know we didn't just show up at a, at a, at a strip club That's it was true. kind of an were entourage. VIP <laughs> yes, people. Yes we were we were yeah. in the VIP room uh, for yeah that really straight it was a very unusual yeah, it was an unusual you do it experience again, for then. me. Well, I don't have any objection to it. The thing Pam used to like would come up to me and you know rub them all over me and say anything, and I'd go, "Yeah, no, sorry, still not that." <laughs> you know, like I just they they. I, I think they're an unusual sort of physical anomaly on women. It just, I have
0: no reaction
4: well, to them. What? I like them. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Well, because... Did, what, is there a faci-
0: my fascination? My fascination big I've actually slept with women and that, oh, okay. they were sort of what but, I had to work with in those days. You know? <laughs> I've never
1: never—I've yeah. never been attracted to women sexually at all, mm-hmm. so theres I'm on that end of whatever Kenzie's scale is and I, I don't bear women any <laughs> ill singing, for it. The singing, dancing I, end. Right. <laughs> the jazz hands segment. Yeah, that's me. I'm in that part. So it's just never really Crossed my mind. Yeah. Well,
4: it's okay because you you bring a whole lot more to the table than a, a you know some Af- kind of affinity for a ladies' boobs. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So we're not yeah. worried.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have other skills.
4: Yes, you oh. do. Many,
0: okay, many I, I'm going to turn this back into an interview. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I, I, uh, somebody a, besides are me are and my boob <laughs> experience. <laughs> we'll talk about Eric's boobs that's later. Good. <laughs> we'll do a special pre-record about
1: Eric's boob interaction. And coming up next, on the Dinner Party Show Show edition of the Dinner Party Show, our choices for best in show. That's a lot of shows.
3: The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, bringing you interviews with some of the hottest celebrities who made the mistake of taking Christopher and Eric's call.
0: I'm Christopher Rice.
1: And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And this Sunday, August 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, we bring you the tasty conclusion of our tdps summer sampler series
0: that's right and the menus theme will be our favorite things listen in as guests like ann rice jackie collins ted casablanca and many others talk about the books movies and tv shows they love
1: and christopher and i will also reveal our latest additions to christopher and eric's favorites at the dinner that's this sunday august
3: 16th 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m. Pacific at TheDinnerPartyShow.com. The Dinner Party Show. A new live cast begins airing every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at TheDinnerPartyShow.com or through our free mobile app. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, where all of our shows are available for free anytime you want to listen. The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Don't feed the hosts after midnight.
0: Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric
1: Shaw Quinn. And you're listening to The Dinner Party Show Show, our fourth installment of the TDPS Summer Sampler Series, where we are always the story. We've saved the best for last. We love doing the show, and we love the show. So it's hard to pick our favorite moments but we've got to admit that out of all our wonderful amazing guests these two are among the most memorable first
0: up show favorite Alec Mappa never fails to delight during his many appearances on the dinner party show but this moment from his very first appearance on episode 4 stands out even for Alec um <laughs> anyway we went to see your show baby daddy you which, did um... in a moment of seriousness was a remarkable <clears throat> show for me because it was about getting older oh <laughs> No, but really, it was. It was about growing older as a gay person. Up. It was about growing up. Oh, okay. It I wasn't just show. about raising a child. It was about okay. what do you, if you haven't do. haven't seen it, you should. Exactly. And it was incredibly moving to me, and I, I you know, I finally took you seriously as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
7: to a show about deterioration. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what it took for Chris that's Rice. Absolutely. Nihilism in the end. And oh, God. We're all anyway, going to die. But as part oh, of the show, hysterical. as part of the show you did and now I'll let you explain it.
7: well I I talked about how getting older that I find gay men in their 20s stupid <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's fun I I had a good time being 20 and stupid yeah well you're supposed to be stupid absolutely you
7: know you're supposed to be stupid when you're in your 20s but they're like they like take pride in it now like they're they're professionally stupid (laughs) and uh, like and I said first of all their taste in music is absolutely dreadful amen Um, I come from a generation of gay men that appreciated women like Judy Garland and Edith Piaf and Maria Callis you know really fucked up women who could sing right right really kind of like
6: but they could sing they had
7: the goods yeah and gay men today like Kesha and Britney Spears. And and my issue is they're not even singers, it's all auto tune.
1: God, did you hear yeah. what that guy said to her? What? That one of the contestants on X Factor said to Britney when she was telling him this was really not his, his career. you said, so, so why is it you use auto tune for all <gasps> of your songs? Oh, no. Live and on the air. Like, Love wow. It, I, would, I almost wanted to watch the show. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, right? right?
7: So it's like they're not even singers, they're appliances. <laughs> like, I, I love my toaster. I'm not going to spend 200 bucks to watch it in concert. So uh, yeah. my, my caveat was, um, I, you know, I'm not here to put anybody down. I actually do love my friends in their 20s. So in order to bridge the gap between our two generations, I would like to do my impression of Miley uh, Betty Davis, mm-hmm. singing a Miley Cyrus song at karaoke. All,
0: mm-hmm. all righty, new-
6: going to fit in. Jumped in a cab, here I am for the first time. Look to my left and I see the Hollywood sign. This is all so crazy. Everybody seems so famous. My tummy's turning and I'm feeling kind of homesick. Too much pressure and I'm nervous. That's when the taxi man stood on the radio and the cheesy song was on. And the cheesy song was on. And the cheesy song was on. on. Hands up. Hands in the air, the butterflies fly away. Nodding my head like yeah. Moving my hips like yeah. I put my hands up, they're playing my song. I know I'm going to be okay. Yes! There's a party in the USA! Yes! There's a party in the USA!
7: I'm a trained professional. Do not try this at home.
1: Thank you. You made me cry. Oh, my God, that is just my favorite thing. I hope that you 20-year-olds feel brave. That was just... Oh, my God. God. And last but certainly not least is the unexpected moment that literally shut down the entire staff of The Dinner Party Show. Leave it to social media superstar Jenny Johnson to stop the show.
3: You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important <laughs> meal of the day. Oh, we're live? Oh, oh, yeah. We're back. That relax. was it. That was the yeah. whole promo. Don't relax. What was
0: it, no, a promo dude. for? It was, we're bells. Now, we're now. <laughs> yeah. We're just it promoting was... fucking bells? It was the bells promo. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> bells are still brought there. You, brought to you
1: by Liberty bells. Bell,
2: if you want to go take a trip. <laughs> There's handbell choirs. Don't. Sometimes people use them to call family to dinner on farms. Bells. Well, that's never forget. And we're back. Let's go back. back. (laughs) That's like
7: the worst promo I've ever heard in my life. I've seen some shitty commercials. That may be it.
1: (laughs) Ding ding ding. So and, I, we're back. and we're back <laughs> <laughs> and we're back with Jenny Johnson Amazing. and now you know why uh, the twitter account thing worked <laughs> out so well <laughs> is the next one just a hair dryer just <laughs> literally Con Air. everyone Blow in the your studio hair dryer. is You'll on the floor laughing fucking
2: I, flu. Can't, I can't pull it back again. <laughs> 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 next one's vacuums <laughs> <laughs> shit's in your carpet and we're back <laughs> <laughs> Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha,
0: to hear all of Jenny's antics, download episode 91 from our iTunes page or our show archive at thedinnerpartyshow.com.
1: And that's about all the time we have for this edition of our TDPS Summer Sampler series. Next Sunday's sampler is our favorite things. For now, that's it for our TDPS
0: Dinner Party Show Show Summer Sampler. Till next time, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to the Dinner Party Show Show. Thanks.
5: <laughs>
6: Thanks.
4: <laughs>
1: Okay.